What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 229 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name's Cody Emmer. I'm here with Serena Bond. Hey. And LJ Lowry. What up? This week, we're geeking out about Sony. Lots of Sony. AMC taking over the cinematic universe. And I do not mean the MCU. I mean the actual cinematic universe. And some HBO news coming your way. But first... We have a pledge drive coming up August 28th. You can check Hype. that out on twitch.tv slash geeksundergrace uh, starting at 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. It'll be 48 hours long. It's going to be a really fun time. If you can't give to the GoFundMe, then just come hang out with us. Come come in to check out the chat. Also, if you want a uh, podcast to check out that after this, yesterday it went live as a Nerve Godcast. I was a guest along with, I believe it was five other Christian podcasters. And so you get to kind of see, um, you know, why it is what we do what we do. Uh, we did a little bit of nerding out ourselves. And uh, yeah, it's it's fun. It was really, really cool to do. Uh, I'd love you to check it out. And then you get to see, like I said, a bunch of different podcasts. If you are looking for other podcasts kind of like ours or in that same realm, um, there's a lot of diversity there too in what you'd be listening to. But mm-hmm. it's Really cool roundtable that Tony of Nerd of Godcast put together for us. So I'll have that on my Twitter. My Twitter is at Cody Armor, uh, and that tweet should be there by the time this is published, for sure. Sweet. Yeah. And before we get to the podcast, we do have uh, a few patrons to shout out. Brian Strother, Jordan Garner, Casey Cavill, Sam Watson, Hannah Bacon, Dan Alo, Trey Brabant, Peter Tello, Michael Miller Jr., Hannah Goose, Dalton Burton, Michael, Caleb Ardwin, Communication Flail, Catherine Van Gogh. Thank you so much for giving. Uh, every single month, we appreciate you a ton. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll get into the video games. I'm going to be honest. I didn't do a lot this week. Uh, Pleasure Drive's coming up, so I'm working really hard on that um, and a few other things. So I mostly watched things in between or while I was working on Pleasure Drive stuff. So, LJ, what games have you been playing? Uh, so I got a few uh, new uh, games for my birthday, some... Some uh, bigger stuff, some indie stuff. Um, so this weekend I just played a bunch of different things. But the two that stuck out to me, the first one is uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. And oh, it is cool. the, re- the remake. I was saying the new one. Yes. And it's there's just something about, like, Breath of the Wild is great, right? But there's just something about that classic Zelda format mm-hmm. of, like, you know, walking around the map, going into dungeons that is just so my comfort zone. Like, <laughs> Breath of the Wild is just this world of discovery and you don't know whether you're going to run into an enemy like you know and or, and you, there's just all these dangers and all the this land you can explore and you have no idea what's in it but with Link's Awakening it's just I mean it's kind of like that but it's just that classic Zelda for, formula is is just it's just like curls you up in a blanket and it's just like I know this I'm you know it's old school Zelda so I, I really liked it it's got a really cool like diorama style like claymation looking style uh, I beat two dungeons like pretty quickly because I remember uh, some of the original. <laughs> um, but ultimately, it's it's a it's a really good game. Uh, I, I recommend it. It does ha- it does get a little framey when you're outside in in Hyrule. Like it, you do see it like stutter a tiny bit, but other than that, it's really cool. Um, it's cool, fun. Um, and then the other one I played is a new indie called Panzer Paladin. 
Okay. Which is, uh, it's really cool. So you play as, uh, there's like this like dark force that like invades the planet and they're like, got all these like weapons and stuff. And it's like a dark, like mystical force when the world is like super like sciencey kind of like futuristic. And uh, so you play as this girl, uh, she pilots this mech thing called a paladin. And so, uh, it's a 2d side scroller. It looks a lot like shovel knight. But basically, yeah. you're, you're this, like, Gundam-looking thing, and so you can grab different weapons throughout the map and use those. You can throw them uh, at enemies, and, like, the whole idea is you're picking up weapons for checkpoints. You uh, you have to sacrifice one weapon and, like, stick it in this, like, throne, like, stone thing to activate the checkpoint. Or if you don't want to use the checkpoint and be a gangster about it, you can just not <laughs> and, like, just try to complete the level without, like, doing a checkpoint. Oh, wow. Uh, it's pretty tough. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, they have difficulty settings. Um, what I what I like, I haven't seen it in action yet, though, is they have a blacksmith section. And what it is is you can make a weapon out of, like, pixels. And okay. so, supposedly, you can... It says it's got some online connectivity or something where people can actually pick up those weapons in-game somehow. That's I don't cool. know if, I don't mean, know if it's, yeah. like, in the remix mode or something, but uh, I made a Morningstar-looking weapon that was inspired by my paladin in Curse of Strahd. And so I only had enough characters to name it Strahd Killer, and I had to remove the E before the R, so it was just K-I-L-L-R. Like, so okay. I made a Morningstar <laughs> name, named the Strahd Killer, which is also an, uh, kind of a nod to the Vampire Killer, to, like, the whip of Castlevania, so. That's cool. Um, that's a cool, that's a really cool game. It, Pan, uh, Pal, uh, Panzer it looks Paladin. specifically NES era. Yes, it reminds me of a cross between Shovel Knight and Mega Man, and, like, I mean, Shovel Knight is already very Mega Man-inspired, but... Well, this one looks more yeah. Genesis. Yeah, it's it's pretty rad, though. It's got a really it. good soundtrack. Apparently, Power Glove did a version of the theme song, which is pretty cool. Man, I haven't heard of Power Glove in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's, like, it's just this indie that, like, I don't... Like, I looked cool, but I don't know if I wanted to buy it for myself because of Backlog Golf and... It's like I got gift cards and a bunch of stuff this weekend, so I was like, oh, I'm finally going to like check this out. So I think it came out just like within like two weeks ago probably, but it's really cool. It gives off this like 80s like animation style too. And then whenever you take damage in your mech, you actually have to hop out of, the, of your mech and play as the pilot. And so she's got a whip that she can like swing on, on certain stuff, and she only takes like two hits. Like she's a lot weaker. Um, but in that aspect, it also reminds me of there's this old game called Blaster Master, and uh, <laughs> and so you have to like in that game, it, there's a lot of in and out of the tank stuff too. Mm-hmm. So there are some parts of the stages where you actually have to hop out of your pallet and and like get across this like open gap as uh, the pilot. I think her name's like Flame or something. Uh, but yeah, it's a really cool game. I recommend it, especially for people that like Shovel Knight. Looks cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are the things I've been playing. Sweet, cool. Serena, you been playing anything? I'm still playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> did you watch the fireworks last night? I did. Yeah, I made my own. So because I'm obsessed with the Stormlight Archives books, I've actually uploaded uh, different glyphs and symbols from the books to my Animal Crossing. Like my island, my mm-hmm. island is called Alethkar, which is a place in the book. Oh, cool! Yeah, and then the flag that I have is the sword with the circle for the Knight's Radiant symbol. And then I put oh, nice. I put a bunch of the different glyphs, like the Windrunners and Edge Dancers. I have their glyphs as um, designs, and so I made a bunch of fireworks. 
yeah, I went a little nuts. <laughs> That's cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, the fireworks were cute. I I kind of feel bad because I forgot my cat is deathly afraid of fireworks, and I, I don't know why. She's never oh. been out in them, but the <laughs> first one that went off, like, she jumped up and all of her hair stuck out everywhere, and, like, she was on the end of the couch, like, trying to figure out where it was coming from. I felt so bad. <laughs> oh, man. How loud did you have the TV? It was. It, well, we have a good-sized TV, but, like, once she kind of figured out <laughs> it was, like, the video game, and I talked to her, and I petted her, like, she calmed down, but it was pretty stressful. <laughs> I re-downloaded it this, week, this weekend. I didn't replay it yet, but it makes me, like... It's terrible, but it's like I wonder how my dog would have reacted to it. Because, oh yeah, like, he doesn't. He doesn't like lightning or thunder Aww. or fireworks, so it's like I'm wondering if he would freak out over it. And I watched a video uh, the other day of I think it was on Instagram. I hope it wasn't TikTok. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a cat had to watch the Aristocats. Aww. And if it was off of that on the TV, the cat would complain. Oh, that's so it's cute. Now, and so you turned her wrist cats back on. <laughs> it was awesome. like, did it know that it was watching cartoon cats? To be fair, that is a really good Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> really strange. Though. I want to know what was going through the cat's mind. That's cool. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's all I've been playing. My Well, yeah. No, it doesn't matter. Yep. Okay. I, <laughs> my wife made fire or er, made fireworks she made uh <laughs> s'mores yesterday on our stove we have like a gas stove uh and then we watched fireworks and ate s'mores like it's fourth of july oh, that's, adorable. that's cool you two <laughs> are the, the cutest i can't handle it y'all are just so dang cute like that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> is that the only time they're doing the fireworks it's every sunday every sunday every night sunday. at seven okay. o'clock through august i don't know that they'll go past okay august. well I am going to try Sunday night at 7 to see if I can scare my dog. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I had gotten off work late. Uh, they wanted to have a fire, heard some friends, and uh, it's just too late for me to get mm. a fire going. So yeah. we watched the fireworks and sports instead. That's, That's cute. Sweet. That's cool. Uh, all right. Well, we'll get into all the Sony news you got going on, LJ. Yeah, so um, the... Arguably the the biggest piece of news uh, that came out today actually is that um, Spider Man is going to be featured in the Avengers game only mm. on PS4. Mm. <laughs> that doesn't and surprise five. me. Nope. Well, yeah. So so my thing it's so uh, I guess my only gripe with it is that like we don't need Spider Man in an Avengers game. We really don't. Like to me, it's just like I know that. It's like not having Batman in Justice League. Well, Spider-Man's not even like a really an original Avenger, but um, I mean, I guess <laughs> if you want to get technical with MCU and stuff, sure. But he's but... like the Marvel Universe. Yeah, well, so that's where I'm getting at. Okay, so it's kind of this thing where it's like if you notice, like there's certain, the way they market stuff, especially like DC does with does this with a lot of, like with Batman a lot, where it's like the Injustice roster has like, 70% like Batman like villains or whatever. Yeah. Um but and then it's like I, f- I feel like Marvel does that with like Spider-Man a lot. Like both Ultimate Alliance games had Spider-Man right on the dead center of the cover back in the day. Uh but my thing is like like yeah, we don't really need him in an Avengers game. Like it's fine. Um but that also like it makes sense um but the thing that is upsetting people is that uh, Sony technically doesn't own exclusive rights to the character because it's Marvel. But then you get into the weeds about like 
okay, so can they use him because it's owned because that is owned by Sony as far as like the game is concerned. Can they not use him because of that or he was even in Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on the on the Switch. They had multiple Spider-Man mm-hmm. characters in there. Um so I really don't know. That's my like I said my only gripe is that like oh it's Spider-Man you here you like he, that's the money maker for you. And so right. at the same time it's also like I think it would be cool if Xbox got an exclusive character mm-hmm. like Doctor cool. Strange or something or like um I don't know. Like I feel like there I hope it's the Sony Spider-Man, like the it new is. with the white. Yes, I think that's <laughs> the idea. Suit. That that's the idea. Um, it better be the same suit. Better that's why it's a, that. Well, that's why this is a big deal. Is because is because of Spider-Man PS4, and so yeah, there are some very upset people on the internet. Which it's the internet. Um, <laughs> yeah, they get over on PS4s. Days, yeah. Like I personally yeah. don't feel. That, <laughs> yeah. So. It's like you're gonna buy it anyway you know even though you're complaining about it like as far as like who, those, those people posting on twitter like for me i'm still gonna like buy it on My xbox thing? i'm not super stoked about the avengers game nobody is no, i haven't seen anything that looks great that makes me like go i've got to get this yeah so i saw I mean, captain america on uh fortnite and their captain america on the avengers game and i was like get a point one of fortnite looks better <laughs> Wow, really? Yeah, it's like know. cartoony looking. It's you know Fortnite style, but it like looks like Fortnite. Captain America. My eyes might burn if I look at Fortnite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but no, but like, I mean, I don't think it's going to be game of the year material at all. Like, I just yeah. think it's going to be a good, fun thing that I can play single player. But if my brother gets it, we can play these Warzone missions together and team up. Like, you know, like I think it would be neat to get, let's say, a community game night of people who are playing the Avengers and do a couple missions or whatever as a full like geeks under grace squad of Avengers. Like, I think that'd be sweet. As long um, as I can be the Hulk. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it, it looks like a fun standard action games that that's taking cues from like destiny and Anthem and trying to be this partial, like social experience, mm-hmm. uh, that you can also play single player. Um, but yeah, like I'm still getting this on Xbox because I have the One X, and so that is ultimately going to be the better looking way to play anyway. And it's like Spider Man, it's fine. I can just go play Spider Man on PS4. Yeah. If I really <laughs> want to be Spider Man, like I'm okay with it. So. Yeah, I mean that's just my my personal thoughts on it. Cool. Yeah, and then the next piece of news is also Sony related, as you said, but. Uh, they have said that you will not be able to use your DualShock 4 with the PS5 when that comes out. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, so... <laughs> the only thing I've seen that happen with is the GameCube yeah. uh, controllers. The Wiimotes. The Wiimotes you could use on the Wii U. Mm. So, so this comes to... The reason why this is news is because the Xbox One uh, or the Xbox Series X, they're basically saying... That, like, whatever you own for, for that system, like, controllers and all, is going to work on Series X. So that's why the question that was asked to Sony was was uh, was a thing. And basically they said, like, no, we're not going to make that a thing because we have an experience. We want you to, you know, we want you to feel with the PS5, with the controllers. Like, there's a reason why we made that controller design. I do hope they make a PS4-sized controller. And I know they probably won't. But, like, 
it looks like another Xbox controller, the PS5. The yeah, it does 5. look a little bulky. Yeah. And I like my little controller. Uh, bring that back, please. Like, give me yeah. give me an option to buy one. I know it's going to be seventy dollars because yeah. controllers are so stupid expensive anymore. Yeah. That's why I don't buy. Haven't bought a new pair of Joy Cons yet because those things are eighty dollars. Mm-hmm. We sent ours in. Oh, I already said that. Bought yeah, that you sent. Guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. You... Yeah, still haven't gotten it back. It was like two weeks ago, but oh, wow, I'm excited. Everybody's been sending them in. I think like Jamie mentioned earlier that he sent his in and he had to wait, but he said it was worth it. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking I might just bite the bullet and just do it, and like I'm just too lazy to be like stick something in a packaging and then have to send it out. Like it's free. But, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so that, I mean, I mean, you, you guys are right. Then as in like it makes sense, mm-hmm. uh, but. It's just one of those things, console war related things, almost like the Avengers related stuff. It's like mm-hmm. Sony's doing this and Xbox isn't, or Xbox is doing this and Sony isn't kind of a, kind of a deal, you know? Like I know it sounds convenient, but like that means that the feedback of the Xbox One controller is the same for the new Xbox controller. Like a PS3 controller doesn't operate as quickly when you hit a button. Mm-mm. It doesn't receive it as quickly as a PS4 mm-hmm. does. Right. I would assume that the DualShock 5 when you hit a button, is receiving that faster than when the PS4 received it. And that latency, you're always going to have latency with wireless. Uh, mm. I would think that that just like that would shorten that even that much more. And if Xbox isn't doing that, then Xbox is going to have more latency. Not that you can really tell. I mean, they're right. so fast. Mm. But if you were doing like eSports or something, you want the fastest I think, uh, latency you can get. Yeah, I think they have. they still have improvements they are going to make with the Series X controller. But I don't think mm-hmm. it's it's not anything like PS5 where it's like dual sense. You're going to be able to feel everything and these haptic feedback triggers, and it's much less gimmicky, I think, than uh, the DualShock or not the I mean the dual sense. Yeah, uh, I forgot those triggers are different than the old ones, aren't they? The, for PS5. Yeah. Yes. So the R2 idea. L2. Yeah. So Xbox has right trigger, left trigger, and then right bumper, left bumper kind of stuff. Um, no, I just mean like the haptic feedback on the back of them. Oh yes, it's gonna so, be more sensitive or whatever. Yeah. So the idea is that like when you're playing Horizon Zero Dawn, if you have that setting on, like you'll be able to feel the tension of like pulling back the bow or right, you know, stuff like that. Or let's say if you were swinging around a Spider-Man, you'd probably be able to feel the pull on the web or something as you're like pushing it, you know, or or something, mm-hmm. you know. Like there's there they have ideas and. I can't even imagine that. Do with it. You know what I mean? Like I can't It'd even imagine crazy. what that. How can you make me feel that when I'm holding something like this? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool, but I just can't imagine it. I imagine like mm-hmm. Red Dead. You know, you shoot a gun and it might like kick back a little bit. Mm-hmm. The trigger will kick yeah. forward. Well, see, that's what I kind of like about like the Xbox, the vibration they have now. So like the uh, I forget what they call it, but basically like when you're playing like a Forza game. You can feel the vibration as like a car would on a particular type of road or gravel or something. That's so cool. you can actually feel like the vibration of that in the Xbox controller usually, like That's uh, cool. when you're hitting when you're hitting the triggers and stuff. And I do like the way Xbox do, uh, has their uh, rumble stuff already. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean we'll have to see what these controllers can do. But yeah, yeah it, it makes sense why. They don't want you to use a PS4 controller. Sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say, like, one thing, going back to, like, your controller thing. So, 
we have we got um with our our switch we got the pink and green controllers because they were on sale for like 30 bucks oh nice and so they were on sale though because they're a little tricky so they don't always stay connected like they're supposed to and so Mm. what Peyton did is he found this little usb thing that i mean it's not like hacking your switch or anything but it's this little usb connector where we can use our playstation controllers for our switch now it has to be oh, docked. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it Heard has that. to be docked. Yeah. You can't use it when it's not docked, but right, it's made right. it so much easier because I mean I was about to like throw these things out the window because they're making me they're just making me <laughs> crazy, right? And I don't know if it's yeah. the I sensors, thought about it, but I hate but the batteries in the PS4 controllers so much. Ours are plugged in all the time. Like we just have a little cord, oh, just okay. plug it in. Yeah. It's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you're right. They're terrible. Our controllers always dying. Yeah, the batteries are Ooh. terrible, yeah. But it's made life so much easier so I can just so when we have like four people playing you know, we'll have to reconnect them and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but it's made it's made life a lot better. <laughs> I, I do have a pro controller for my switch, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah. is great, yeah. uh, but I actually don't play on the TV a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I like hanging out in the living room with my family yeah. or something or, this is my or thing. I haven't touched my switch. So my joy cons have been gone. Cause yeah. <laughs> I can't sit on my couch and play it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's still good to play on the TV, but it's mm-hmm. like. People would throw up in their mouths to know that I was playing a first-person shooter in handheld mode on a Switch, which is like, <laughs> you know, like... It's <laughs> so right I'm just there, like, screen's right in front of your face. Yeah, exactly. You so view. it's just like, it's fine, you know, like... Um, but yeah, I think it's it's all up to preference, really. Oh, yeah. uh, but I can see why people would want to use DualShock 4s as well, because then they're like, oh, maybe I can save money and not have to buy more controllers. But yep. it's like, nope, you're probably going to have to. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for gaming. There's also a minor state of play happening on Thursday, the next day after this gets published. Uh, there is... So weird. Yeah, so it's PS4 and PSVR focused. No PS5 announcements. It's like, why are you wasting uh, our time? Yes, I <laughs> yeah. think they did say there was going to be some updates on like some indies for PS5, but it's mm-hmm. like, there's not going to be anything. So that's why I didn't... I can't believe they're even trying to sell something in the same year this far into the quarter mm-hmm. like it's not ps5 everybody's playing ghost of tsushima now just let them and right. be happy until <laughs> the ps5 comes out yeah yeah so anyway that's it for the gaming news cool well we'll get into movies then uh what have you been watching serena um i haven't actually watched a lot of movies since our last podcast i did watch um the tom hanks uh Mr. Rogers movie, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Is it good? It's really good. So, yeah, it's, it's, I've read the book that that movie's based off of, the, the huh. New York, or I can't remember what he, paper he writes for. I think it's New York Times. But anyway, the, the guy that did his interview, you know, he was super like unhappy with having to interview him. He thought it was hokey and stupid. And, mm. um, it's really heart, heartwarming, especially having read the book. But, um, Tom Hanks does a did really he good end job. That interview feeling that way? No. So, I guess, spoiler alert, Mr. Rogers helps him through this, like, life crisis, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Mr. Rogers does, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, so the author was having a lot of trouble with his dad, and um, it was, like, causing issues with his own with his own wife and, and you know, baby, and um, mm. so he has to go do this interview with Mr. Rogers, and Mr. Rogers, I mean, I feel like Mr. Rogers is one of those people that the Holy Spirit like speaks directly to his ear, you know, like what, what I mean, like there are those people that yeah. just like hear from God and they just, 
I don't know, but he just he's able yeah. to pinpoint with this guy without even meaning to. He just kind of like figures out what's kind of going on with him and basically like walks him through it and just loves him through it and just he just is himself around all these other people and it's a really interesting look into how um his record his his episode recordings would go and he would always want to like either redo a part or if he like the whole the famous putting up the tent episode where he just fails to put it up and they're like, well, we can just put it up for you. And he was like, no, no, this is actually better. It'll teach kids that failure is acceptable. You know, it's like, how do you just come up with that? You know, yeah. um, so it's really cool. Yeah, it was really cool to kind of see Tom Hanks playing that. And he just did so good playing Mr. Rogers. And um, yeah, it was it was really good. I, I cried like a baby at the end of it, like I do every mm. heartfelt movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the actual documentary that came out a couple years ago, you know, actually was had him and his clips and stuff like that. But this was like, you know, a movie based on this his life, movie, based movie. off that book. Yeah. So it was like that author's view of him and how he saw him and interacted with him. So it was really good. Yeah. That's the only movie I've watched. We still haven't finished our Lord of the Rings extended edition stuff. So we'll get there. <laughs> cool. cool. What about you, LJ? So I'll just transition from there. And uh, so... Uh, uh, with another biopic. Uh, so um, I was on the Victims and Villains podcast today. Mm-hmm. Did recorded two podcasts in one day, which was fun. Um, <laughs> so uh, we watched the movie Selena with Jennifer Lopez. Oh, it's so the, good about about the singer. And so he tells me. Uh, so he made a post saying uh, he's like, hey, like you know, I'm looking for guests for August. Anybody down for it? And I told him, I said, dude, you know me. Like if you need somebody, hit me up. And then he hits me up and he says, he's like, hey, he's like. I'm going to take you up on your offer and this is going to seem random. And I'm like, okay, shoot, go for it. You know? And then he goes, well, I kind of want to do a movie on Selena. Cause he really likes uh, music biopics cause mm-hmm. he's really into music. And so I'm like, dude, that's not random at all. Because like <laughs> I grew up around that movie because my sister and cousin watched the heck out of it. Me too. And so it also goes a little bit into, you know, themes around my heritage. Cause I'm a quarter Mexican. Mm-hmm. And so there are just certain things like, that I, I, were, I was able to speak to as far as, like, the culture. And it was also interesting watching that movie because I probably haven't seen it in years. And so that was, like, it wasn't one of her first movies, but it was the movie that, like, it was a breakout hit for Jennifer Lopez. And Absolutely. that's kind of what got her into music. And um, overall, it was a fun rewatch. Um, kind of, there was a lot of themes of, like, you know, the cost of fame and just like what, it, you know, what it can do to people, what chasing America, what chasing the American dream is like for some people, because, mm-hmm. you know, they definitely struggled, you know, as far as like the family, like, you know, their dad drilled into them pretty hard because he was chasing his own dreams kind of thing. Like it's, it's got a lot of really good positive themes in there, but it's also deals with some deeper stuff that, um, yeah, cause she was like a really big hit in, in her genre and she was about mm-hmm. to kind of make that transition into America when into like being a hit in America when when she was shot by her like bookkeeper. It was her fan club fan... manager. Yeah. Yes. President yeah, of her but, fan club, yeah. Yeah, so she got very close to um to the family and she became the bookkeeper of the boutiques and stuff. Mm-hmm. And what, what they found out was that uh for those of who don't know, is that uh she got caught for like embezzlement and there was all this money that their fan club was paying for. And they never got the perks. Yep. So that would be like uh, if somebody was to fund a Kickstarter 
and basically and you know never got what they were paying for mm-hmm. uh, and the people never got what they were paying for basically um except a lot a lot worse i think um because sometimes kickstarters fail um, sure. yeah but uh so and then so she uh was she went to approach the woman i guess after they had already hit her up about like the records and the checks and stuff and so when i when the woman uh was i guess she was going to like shoot herself or whatever and she discharged the gun and shot selena and so basically she died in the lobby like bled out and died in the lobby or whatever and and so that's how uh that's how she and it was like it was 1994 and so she was about ready to do this big crossover like english album things like that uh it was a pretty powerful story and it was really cool because she came she came across as this very humble person like as far as like you know being famous goes like yeah they her uh, her husband and even her own parents they lived in like modest homes and everything and they depict all that very well in the movie so but i recommend anybody who's interested in like musical biopics go check that out it's good Mm -hmm. yeah and apparently he, uh, Josh from Victims and Villains, he initially ha- had the idea from way back when I tagged my all my sisters in the announcement that Netflix is going to be doing like a miniseries, I guess, at the end of the year of um, about her life. And it's like a whole like a remake kind of not like a remake of the movie, but just it's a different retelling, I guess. That's cool. Yeah. And then uh, the other movie I watched, which is uh, definitely more up everybody's alley, I think, as far as our audience goes, <laughs> is uh, Justice League Dark. Yeah. Which was really yes. good. <laughs> One of my favorites. I've been talking about yes. it for like four years. <laughs> yeah, Maybe so three. part of the motivation was, was you talking about uh, Apocalypse War. Yes. And then I'm like, well, I should just watch this the other one first so I have an introduction to these characters. Mm-hmm. And so I really liked it. Um, I like how they kind of introduce you to that world through like the Justice League. It, foc- it focuses on the Justice League for a little bit at the beginning of the movie. And Batman basically is kind of like, he's kind Batman. of the tourist in this realm, mm-hmm. uh, or at least in this side of the DC universe. Mm-hmm. And so one of my favorite scenes with him, because Serena and I were talking about this, how it's awkward and like with him, him interacting with like the magical world and <laughs> vice versa. Um, my favorite one is whenever those like the death like creatures are there, like the Grim Reaper creatures, mm-hmm. and they're like staring him in the face, and they're like, like "Boo!" Oh, yeah, we've yeah, yeah. When he says "boo," like, but I also thought it was interesting because they're like, "Oh, we've been after this one for a while. He's cheated us multiple times," and I'm like, "Yeah, boy." Um, <laughs> yeah, so I just like so that even that wasn't intent to be humorous but i think it was mm-hmm. like there's yeah. a lot of weird like you could tell like it's cleverly written because you're i don't think you're meant to like have a chuckle at it but it's funnier than it should be yeah uh, i love to the live action constantine from the tv shows he voices oh, constantine in all of these. i love really? it yeah he should always be constantine because... no matter what he should he's perfect he's now constantine in my book yeah he's I need to sorry watch keanu reeves show. yeah no that well, was nobody no. likes keanu reeves anyway we don't talk about that constantine <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but there was a couple characters like i feel like i learned mostly about all the characters except for zatanna i don't really think they went into her backstory very much mm-hmm. um but like constantine i got a good feel for um all the other characters i i really like kind of got to know um, but Swamp I think thing, my favorite the weird rhyming dude. 
Yes. Etrigan. He's the yeah, best. Yeah, Etrigan, yeah. Jason so that's Lord who I was about to go Etrigan. into. He's, he's probably one yeah. of my favorites. I have to favorites. watch Apocalypse War, Serena. I know. I, he's yeah, in so, it. I know. I, I, was, I was about to say Etrigan as well because he's the one I was most interested in. Um, so then I'm like, okay, well, what comics does he got? And so, you know, like what? Demon so, Knights. Yes, a demon. I don't want to give the joke away, but he doesn't have to rhyme. He just chooses to. Oh yeah, yeah, it's in the comics Wait, too. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have to. He just likes <laughs> it. <laughs> Etrigan rhymes, or yeah. he speaks yeah. in like Shakespearean sonic kind of things. I didn't yeah, he like that. rhymes did everything he, he's saying. He did that in dark. Yeah. yeah. I oh, guess yeah. I didn't catch it, but <laughs> it's, it's really so funny. Yeah. That's why he's my favorite. He doesn't have to, and that's mentioned, and I won't like give into the joke, but it was. Okay, I'm excited. That's cool. I'm because I really like him, so yeah. I researched. I researched like, okay, what's good that he's in, and so I, Demon Knights was the thing. Uh, I can't. I bet. I don't think I'm gonna find a physical version of that anytime soon. At least the first volume. So I'm probably just gonna get it on Comicsology. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Etrigan was cool. Uh, I love how everybody got their moment, basically. Mm-hmm. Like as far as like mm-hmm. each character. Uh, Zatanna was OP. Like she like Mm -hmm. she could have gone so much further and I was just like, let her do it. Let her do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um Yeah, it's so good though. And I think that's why I'm looking forward to Apocalypse War. Mm -hmm. Um I'll talk about Apocalypse War once I watch that because um I'll be working on uh movie reviews for both this one and Apocalypse War, just because I figure that's something our readers would want and there's a lot of dark spiritual stuff in these movies Mm -hmm. and dark magic and i think that's something i feel like readers might want to be aware of if they're not like if they're not okay with consuming it because i wouldn't want somebody to go watch this i mean mind you you should know what you're going into before you watch something but i just figure like there's content in here i feel like our audience would would want to be aware of so yeah 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 Yeah. and zatanna just talks backwards she's not like speaking another language you know like i've had people right, tell me right. that like stuff like that like oh it's real spells like no it's not it's just her voice backwards <laughs> <laughs> it's all it is yeah. <laughs> yeah what's what's her backstory exactly because i don't I, I don't think they got into it yeah so her dad her dad is zatara so he or zataro oof i'm gonna mess that up um so he was also a magician but i don't know that she's okay. ever had a fleshed out backstory okay um, Payne and I were actually talking about her this weekend, and so she's had comics. She's got like a new Fifty Two or a Rebirth, one of the two, where they kind of okay. give her a backstory. But like in the in the Young Justice cartoon, I actually prefer that backstory because it's like it's hmm. it's more emotional. Her, I guess I don't want to spoil it, but her dad basically chooses to become Doctor Fate, and so she's not really allowed oh. to see him anymore. Okay, yeah. I know Dr. Fate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Fate's awesome. Well, Naboo, the helmet. Yeah, it's really awesome. But I think mm-hmm. it, normally it's, uh, I lost his name. It's a doctor. He's usually Dr. Fate. He has the helmet on, but um, his yeah. his body is like dying. And so uh, there's like all this stuff that happens. And Zataro's like, I'll, I'll take the helmet on. You know, you can't have young, you know, Kid Flash. You can't have him. He need, He's needed here, so take me. And it's really emotional, and so that backstory, is, I think, is my favorite. That's that's the one I choose yeah. to believe is always the thing. <laughs> so her dad was a magician, and she basically learned the dark, like dark 
like, she learned from, from him. him. Yeah, yeah. She learned everything okay. she does and from then, him. So and then, then she became like a performer, right? Yeah, yeah. And she's okay. she's in a lot of, um, I don't know that she's in Hellblazer, but she does show up with Constantine. She shows up a lot. Like there's a Justice League Dark comic right now. It's God, it's mm-hmm. like way far into it. But it's like, it's probably one of the best comic arcs that I've read. It's so good. It seems it's, like it's, she had history with him anyway, yeah, oh, as yeah. far as yeah. the animated show. Lots of people movie. have history with Constantine. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he, gets, oh, yeah. he gets around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. So that, that's good to know. Uh, I think that's my only one gripe, is I feel like I didn't really get to know her as oh, much as sure. I uh, got to know the other characters. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. I think one of the best parts of that, and like you were talking about things being unintentionally funny, is... Batman is presented with magic proof, like right in front of his face. And every time he does, it's like, hmm. And it's like, stop yeah. thinking. Yeah. It's right in front of yeah. you. You're seeing <laughs> yeah. it happen. And then this I love, he'll trick. do stuff. He'll do stuff sometimes, and he'll be like, you don't need magic for everything or whatever. Right. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, but he like refuses to believe that it's yeah. anything magical. Like the house, yeah, yeah, yeah. the house of mystery disappears and reappears right in front of him, and he just, mm, it's just an illusion. It's mirrors or it's a trick or something. It's like, shut up, Batman. I want to see you make Wayne Manor disappear. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I yeah, love it. Yeah, because people just like start committing crimes at the beginning, and he was like, yeah. "People commit crimes all the time. People just go crazy." Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like it's the like logical this. response. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. It's and it's probably not supposed to be, but it is really funny. I mean, it just, yeah, it's it's very ir- ironic, like humor. Like I don't mm-hmm. know how else to explain it. Yeah. He's just, I love what they did with the character in those that series of movies. <laughs> like, there's another one where he's like, "I need to be to Damien's." Uh, parent-teacher conference. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. What? (laughs) Cool. Yeah, that's that's what I've been watching. I'll report back whenever I watch Apocalypse War. Cool. (laughs) You watched this before war. Yes, because isn't that the idea, right? Isn't it, like... War comes first. Uh, Apocalypse War or Justice League War? Oh, wait, Apocalypse. No, 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 no. Okay, yeah, you're right. I'm going to mix up. Just League War is first. Yeah, because I've seen oh, yeah. a bunch of those already. Gotcha, like, okay. But I, I was my thing is, up. like, the idea was I wanted to go into Justice League Dark. Dark. Because I, so that way I know. Because this is characters. Dark Apocalypse War. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, uh, the two are connected. Emphasis on Dark. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't for, even watched Apocalypse War yet because I'm too nervous and I'm a Yo, huge that, DC nerd. <laughs> that opening scene of this one was pretty intense too. Yeah. Like, With the people seeing. Oh, I can't wait till you guys see it. It's for those listening. It's a very Apocalypse War is very dark, but uh, so many crazy things <laughs> happen. It was dark. like, can we do this? <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> and uh, I love it. It's the most insane. My jaw dropped over and over through that movie. I was like, cool. is this really happening? Is this, is this like, I kept, I was Batman in Justice League yeah. uh, Dark, going, mm, is, this, is this real or is this an illusion? Obviously, this is a dream that's happening. He's going to wake up. Oh, no, that's not? This is actually, they're, okay, cool. <laughs> the whole time. That's awesome. Mind-blowing. Our local comic book shop owner is, like, good friends with us. We're there every Saturday. And when he watched it, he was like, you probably should not watch this. And I said, why? Ooh. And he goes, it's a lot of blood. And I was like, man, come on now. <laughs> Don't tell me that. Now I'm terrified to watch it. <laughs> so I'm going to let, let If you can watch, watch Mortal Kombat, 
You can watch That's this. That's true. I mean, yeah, Mortal Kombat's pretty gory, so. I'm gonna And the story it. will make you go, what? That's what I want to watch it for <laughs> is the story. Like, I really enjoy the Justice League Dark stuff, so I'm, I don't know. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> cool. What's cool. going on in the uh, the movie news? Yeah, so speaking of awesome things getting turned into movies, so we got another video game that's going to get turned into a movie. We've got Beyond Good and Evil. So this yeah. game is, I think we figured it's almost 20 years old. It came out in 2003, so it's 17, I guess, years old. So it's a little mm-hmm. bit older. Cool. Um, but yeah, so the same director that did Detective Pikachu, Rob, is it Letterman? Lederman? Letterman. Ooh, that'd be cool. Letterman. Yeah. Letterman. He's the one that's doing it. He's it's another Netflix movie. Um, hmm. but yeah, so That scares me. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. Netflix is really good with storytelling. Yeah. Um usually. Okay. I've complained about their tone for a while. Um but like CGI has never been their super strong suit. Mm-hmm. That's true. And you need a talking monkey in this. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Umbrella Academy has a talking monkey and they do okay. Okay. I don't. Isn't, that, need a to ne- watch Umbrella Academy. isn't that a Netflix thing, Umbrella Academy? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it and is. he does okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, uh, I, I gotta think that I, I wonder if which I guess game this is gonna be based on because mm-hmm. the the first game is totally different than what the second game is gonna be like, and the second game isn't even out yet. Even story wise, uh, or just. Yeah, it looks totally different than what the first game was. The second, yeah. So the first game was uh, you. You played as a character. Her name was Jade, I think, and she mm-hmm. was. It's a very photography centric game. Like she's, I forget like what she does because it's been a while since I played the game. But the idea is you can take pictures of like enemies and stuff and analyze them. And um, but she carries like I think she carries like a staff. But then yeah. uh, you have this partner named uh, this pig dude. His name is Paige, and. Um, it's just this very like it's almost a, like a Zelda like kind of like adventure kind of thing, um, as far as like the game as far as the games go. Okay. But then uh, when they announced Beyond Good and Evil two, it's this crazy looking like graphically intense like CG stuff that they show. But also it's going to be have like intergalactic travel and things like that. I which... just want CGI movie using that technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, I'd have to play more of of the first one to kind of get a feel, but it just seems like Beyond Good and Evil Two is going to be something vastly different from what the first one was, anyway. Sure. So I don't I don't really know where they're going to go with this, but I'm like, hey, it's cool. Like Ubisoft, uh, I mean they they do have an initiative that they're kind of trying to make stuff out of their properties right now. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, hey, like this is kind of cool. Like if they want to give us something un- until two comes out, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. who knows when that's gonna be. Yeah, there's still no um, release date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forever. So that one's in been in like development hell uh, for like years, like decades. Just give me oh, more wow. trailers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah. evolved. That uh, that game has evolved quite a bit uh, since uh, we saw it last. I bet. Mm. Cool. Yeah, it seems interesting because mm-hmm. it. Um, it seems like it's going to be sort of like that Akira movie or Alita, the battle Alita. Alita, Alita battle angel. I keep saying Akira, but I know that's wrong. Um, so it's like <laughs> a mix of, of CGI and uh, live action. So okay, I could see that. Yeah. So I mean that, I mean that might work and maybe the CGI is just the animals. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of like cool <laughs> animals in the trailer mm-hmm. for the, Game, for the game. For the yeah, game. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this doesn't have, I don't think this even has a release date yet. Like, it was just announced and confirmed, and then that's cool. as far as we've gotten. Got a director and a platform, and that's it. <laughs> Which is, which is exciting, yeah. I think it's cool that a lot of these video games that we grew up with are getting, or at least moving towards this, you know, the silver screen. You know, whether it's a TV show mm -hmm. like The Witcher or it's a movie mm -hmm. like this. Like, I think that's really cool because we've had the game and, you know, the game's fun, but it's, I don't know, it's, it's always kind of cool to see where they can take it when they put it on the silver screen. So, it's exciting. Anything related to these usually comes out less than stellar, but I think the sure. last couple properties we've seen adapted to a movie or TV show has been pretty solid so mm -hmm. far. Yep. Yeah. All right. So next cool. we have a very big deal. So AMC made an exclusive deal with Universal uh, to where to try and save their their theater, you know keep them alive because right now nobody can go to the theaters really and if you do you have to rent it out for a whole day and which is great but it's still not i don't think that's enough to keep theaters afloat you know mm -hmm. so amc has come up with a deal with universal to um try and make more money and it sounds like they've they're trying to reach out to other companies too um like dreamworks and disney Disney is especially not interested, but I think once they see the money they can make off of it, I'm sure they'll they'll come around. <laughs> they're they're pretty pretty much about all about the money, so they'll, it won't take them long. But it sounds like so AMC has a streaming platform, an on-demand platform, and so what they're doing is they're letting they're having the movies in their theaters or um, on their platform, and then Universal can release it on all other video on demand platforms 17 days after the movie releases. So the sweeter part of it for AMC is they get 20% of the gross revenue from rentals and they pay 2% less for each movie they distribute. They so they distribute. Excuse me. So that's pretty sweet. I mean, that's a good chunk of money in their pocket, especially with all the blockbusters yeah. and stuff coming out. I find this hilarious because, like, <laughs> these two companies were just beefing recently. Oh, so yeah. it's like, I guess they worked out something. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Like, They're like, we want that troll's money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually both articles. Well, it was I this read, idea of, like, Universal. <laughs> yeah. Universal was wanting to put these movies out that at movie the same time they're going to theater. Gangbusters when like, COVID no, happened. No one will go to the theater now. Yeah, yeah. And so the theaters were Which I don't think would have been the case, but. Yeah, no. Yeah. I don't either. The theater is the whole experience, and people are still going mm -hmm. to theaters even though we can rent things. You know, so I don't. Some of them are have limited openings, like you said. That's true. Yeah. Mine do not, or else I would be at a theater somehow still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's I think that's pretty cool. I do hope like other people, you know, other people, other um, I guess uh, production companies, pub, you know, yeah, other companies sign on with it. I don't know if Disney will or not. It was just kind of funny that each article I read specifically said Disney is specifically uninterested. <laughs> <It's> like, okay, <laughs> not for long. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Cool. All right, and then the thing I'm most excited about, because I'm a huge <laughs> DC I'm stoked too. nerd, is they are doing an interactive DVD for Death in the Family again. <laughs> 
I say again. Yeah. It's not technically again, but mm. it is again. Well, the <laughs> the original movie was Under the Red Hood, which right, right. was I thought was very good. That was a, a, one of their better animated mm-hmm. pieces, I think. Yeah, but that's based off of a comic where they'd already made the decision in nineteen interactive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could mail it in, right? Yeah, well, they had a one nine hundred number, or you could, or you could okay. mail it in. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that was back in the end of the eighties, so mm-hmm. that's about all they had cool. was phone and, and mail. So yeah, and then Titans, they did the same mm-hmm. thing when uh, I don't want to spoil. At some point, uh, you can choose <laughs> whether or not um, Robin lives or dies, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that was a call in too. And it was kind of like, would he turn into the Red Hood? I still think he will. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. rumors of him turning into the Red Hood either way. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad they didn't kill him and we get to see the progression because mm-hmm. um, I like him as a character. Yeah, and he's a wonderful addition to the there. show. Yeah, the guy playing mm-hmm. him is perfect. Like, he is a very believable, yeah. annoying little Snotty nosed brat. Todd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. But yeah, so one of the things I read, though, is um, it will be released on the DCU app, but the digital release won't be interactive. The interactive, the interactive part is Blu-ray only. So you'll have extended okay. scenes on the digital version, but the version that's out on Blu-ray is where the, the actual interactive part comes in. So I don't know if I like that as much, but I can see how it might be a little harder to do that on a streaming platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, Netflix is the only one that I've ever yeah, seen do that. Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. They should just cut a deal with Netflix and be like, yo. Yeah, yeah, because they did it. Afterwards. Yeah, maybe. the Bandersnatch for Black Mirror and then the Kimmy Schmidt. Minecraft Story Mode. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there's got to be a way that they can do it. But as of right now, it's it's Blu-ray only is the, is the interactive part. But hmm. it does come out in October, luckily, so that's exciting. It's not too long. Luckily, I'm yeah. a sucker for physical copies still. So and it looks I'm just okay like the Red Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? That like mm-hmm. animation, it looks just like the Red Hood too. Mm-hmm. The animation wise, it looks the art style, I should say. Mm-hmm. The Joker looks like the exact same Joker from the Red Hood movie. And it has the same don't, director don't, and like a lot of the same voice actors. Voice too, actors. Right? Yeah, I don't know if pretty cool. all of them are the same, but it, it's a lot of them in the list. Uh, it said previously on the Red Hood, you know, so it seems mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of people are returning for that. That's cool. cool. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Anything DC, I'm excited about. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get into TV. Looks like I'm the only one that watched TV this week. And I only watched (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) I I was going to say I did, but it was just normal stuff. Yeah, like like I didn't watch anything that I usually watch. Anything crazy? Well, I checked out that Transformers War of Cybertron. Ooh. And uh, it's good. It's kind of dark and like weirdly... I want to say, like, weirdly political, but, like, political in their hemisphere. I mean, sure. it's not, like... Right. It's not, like, political commentary on our world. That's how the game was. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, I've only seen, like, an episode and a half of it so far. But you have Optimus and... I've... Oh, Cybertron? What's his Megatron? name? Megatron. Megatron. <laughs> oh, no. Man. You can take my geek card now. Uh, they have those two talking about... Um, you know, the war and kind of what they stand for a little bit. Um, it, it seems very like communist versus freedom from what I'm gathering uh, oh, wow. from the two sides. Uh, but they used to be like brothers in arms, you find out, and used to fight like together. And it, it's really kind of cool to get this deeper look into the world uh, of the Transformers because they're always on Earth from everything that I've watched. And I'm sure that the comics have deep, dive deeper into that. Uh, 
their planet and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, I really love it. And I also love that they're not like world, like earthly cars. Mm-hmm. Everything looks kind of futuristic and very much like on their planet. And I've always wondered about how that would look. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, they don't have cars on their world. So like, how are they Autobots? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have tires, but they're still like, yes. they're not. They don't look like our vehicles. That's how they did it, did it in the game, too. Like, the flying vehicles were, like, definitely like, look similar. Yeah, they and then the cars, like, especially Bumblebee, he looked like a futuristic, like, sports car almost. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I feel like they downgraded when they got to Earth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The semi was pretty cool. <laughs> I was, like, I was, like, yeah. this with the semi. <laughs> apparently i saw some news that i don't i think this thing might tie into beast wars eventually that'd be cool that was like before the show came out so i don't know if that's a spoiler or not like i think it was one of those things it's like they somebody picked up on hmm. what i'm really enjoying so far and i'm sure that this will change uh is that megatron although he is a bad guy obviously they're kind of playing into like him having uh values Ah, and like sympathetic villain cool yeah and i was like <laughs> i've never seen that before he always just comes in and is like i'm going to destroy the world yeah uh that's what i do that's give sick. me the all spark <laughs> and in this he very much like believes in what he believes and that like i said it's not really clear what that is but like he wants a better world yeah. for all of the transformers and so he thinks that what he's doing is going to it's got it's a very lex like luther a... vibe i was gonna to say it. magneto or something that's like cool. yeah like, he really thinks that he's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, that's a new side of Megatron that I haven't seen before. And that's, that's cool. really cool to me. Because he's always like, I'm going to destroy the Earth. Yeah. World domination. That's my plan. Yeah. Period. That's all uh, I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Because I can. Because, yeah, because I have the ability. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we're checking out. Uh, like I said, it's it's very, like, dark for Transformers. It's definitely not, like, this little kid show that I'm used to watching. Mm-hmm. I watched the Transformers when they had, like, the mini bots and they had the little, like, shark, <laughs> I think, with Scarscream yeah. or something. Uh, that was my Transformers. Way, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the 80s, I guess. There's people who can go farther back. but yeah. mm-hmm. That was, like, that remake era, I think, where they remade it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a semi. It was a black semi. Mm-hmm. that got spawned into a transformer and he was a bad guy and i was like ooh, he's like optimuses <laughs> imposterous prime <laughs> <laughs> rodimus prime is the best <laughs> hot rod turn it that's from the old movie so good um <laughs> have you seen that serena no. or lj like the, the old 80s movie? transformers movie? yes you have lost yeah it. so Roderus prime uh, is that what you said Spoiler to a movie from the 80s. Uh, Optimus Prime dies. It's very emotional. And Hot Rod turns into Optimus Prime. And so, like, he gets, like, the Prime, whatever, whatever, makes Hot Rod into a Prime. And then he's Rodimus Prime. Rodimus, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because is he a Prime already in uh, the first episode of of what you're watching? No. 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 Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, that, again, to make a reference to that game, he definitely starts off not with the title. Mm. I don't know if I've seen Hot Rod yet. Uh, well, no, I mean, like, uh, I mean, Optimus. Does Optimus. Start? Oh, Optimus, he looks like a Prime. Okay. I don't know if he is a Prime. Uh, okay. He definitely looks like a Prime, and there's someone else that looks like him who's, okay. like, highly valued. Uh, okay. So I would assume that he's a Prime so, at this point. Okay. Huh, interesting. He's rocking the red and blue semi look. 
Yeah. Megatron's a tank. <laughs> yeah. Cool looking tank. Like an actual tank? And he transforms. Tank? Yeah. Oh, like not neat. just like a class of Like tank a futuristic <laughs> like military tank. Yeah, like a, and he like transforms a... for no reason. He's got the cannon on his arm, which should work just like it would when he transforms into the tank. But he transforms into the tank to shoot the cannon off of his arm. And I was like, did you really have to do that? Because then he transforms better. back. It was just <laughs> a shooter. better than him being a gun. Like yeah, and then they the all run away. And they're running away on this long strip, and uh, they don't transform into the cars while they're running away. And I was like, I feel like you'd go a lot faster if you were driving, <laughs> but okay. It's I figured maybe they didn't want us to, to see their vehicle sides yet for yeah. them. They're just running away on foot, and I was like, okay. This is not <laughs> what I paid for. <laughs> but, I mean, you could tear anything apart. I don't know. Uh, the other thing I was been watching, it's not TV, but I don't know where to put it. I guess it would have been also geeking out. But I've been watching a lot of this YouTube channel called Buff Dudes. <laughs> and uh, I good. really like it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, it is two brothers who are very buff dudes. And they so they do like educational videos. They do these challenge videos where... Uh, they did like intermittent fasting for a month and they've done keto and they've done like a carnivore diet. Um, they also make workout plans and they'll actually follow the workout plans with you. Uh, show you that there are things that they are actually like trying to do that they work. Um, so those are really cool. And you can buy them. I haven't bought any. I've just been watching. Uh, they have a lot of like starter things, you know, like mistakes that a lot of people make at first. But they're hilarious. They do these skits. And then even in the information informative stuff, they do a lot of, like, funny skit pieces throughout. So if you awesome. want to get into fitness and you need, like, an entry-level way to do so, uh, Buff Dudes is a great way to do it because um, they're super funny. And they're not, like, I don't know. When I think of, like, buff people, I think of, like, the brain dead, like, yeah. Ugh, meat, yeah. protein. <laughs> um, and they or, kind of, like, joke about those protein. kind of things. Yeah, <laughs> they joke about it, but they're not those people. That's uh, cool. I like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. They definitely know what they're doing. They have put a lot of research into um, how to work out and how your body works, and it's cool. A lot of fun. Anyways, we'll get into the news. Uh, more stuff from The Last of Us TV show on HBO. Uh, I've been trying to figure out whether or not this is going to be about Joel and Ellie from The Last of Us video game. If it's going to be a prequel, if it's going to be a sequel, um, I've been kind of hoping that it would be its own kind of standalone story, mm -hmm. but it seems that according to the creator of the show, um, it's going to enhance the video game experience, and that probably means that it's going to retell the story and just have... It's going to be like watching an extended edition, I think, of the video game. Or you could just go and play the video game. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. get what the point of that. What is the point? If people Especially are in a game that has a difficulty that's, like, tell a story. Yeah. Like, I don't remember the word it that way. Some games do anymore. But, like, mm -hmm. you could literally play a game where you can miss, and they're like, oh, you got me. Mm -hmm. It's like, all yeah. you have to do is pull the trigger on the gun. <laughs> I mean, they do have, like, there's certain story stuff they could tell. That even connects with the second one later, I think. 
Yeah. Um. So, like, there's stuff they could do for sure, I think. If they wanted to really draw out multiple seasons, I think they could do it. I think they um, should have bridged one and two. That would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they could have bridged one and two, actually. They, I'm sure there's plenty of story they could tell between that. They very well could have, actually, from what I played with the jump? second one. I mean, it's a significant time jump, for sure. Yeah. So, uh... Because I understand you... wanting to have Ellie. Ellie's an important part of the video game, and yes. so you wouldn't want to do a prequel of Joel before he meets Ellie, just because she's such an important character. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of this world. Yeah. Uh, and that story is very linear. I don't know. Yeah, like, don't... in the second one, it was cool to see Seattle, because, like, Seattle, it, it had been so many years, and it was overgrown mm-hmm. and things like that. And right. there was stuff like the convention center, and I'm like, oh, I've been there. Like, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Um, and there are seasons in this. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. in the game. You know, you have the four seasons, so I guess there's a lot of yes. time taking place within the game that we're missing cinematically, mm-hmm. but... I don't know. I like Kingslave, and I think Kingslave is the best example of how a video game movie supplementary be done. material. Yeah, Joe Morgan uh, disagrees with me a lot, but <laughs> I will yeah. stick to that. So, from his perspective, just while we're talking about it, yeah, like Tomb this Raider, is smart. I get what Tomb he's Raider saying. was a good example because, like, for the movie Tomb Raider, his dad would never go like play a Tomb Raider video game or something. Mm-hmm. And so he'd be able to like connect with it and be like, oh, okay, like this is how like I can show them what this is from, whatever. Yeah. Or it's like me with like Marvel movies or comic book movies. It's like my family would never like get into like any of the comics or anything. But I'm also the guy that they're gonna come ask questions whenever they I go see a movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of That's thing, true. You know? Like, and I would be bummed uh, if there were no Marvel movies. They were just mm-hmm. like, well, you can go read the comics. The story's already done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But on the other hand, the movies are very different from the comics in a lot of ways. They really deviate from a lot of the stories. There's a lot of references and things they do pull from comics, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think, like, as far as The Last of Us goes, in the same breath that they'll be able to show this story and this world to people who would probably not even bother playing the game. So in that way, I could see, like, okay, yeah, I I guess so. But at the same time, it's like, if I would rather put a controller in somebody's hands and let them experience the kind of craziness that this yeah. franchise is known for. Or just make something that I, who have played the game, can enjoy and someone who hasn't played the game can enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And you can connect that way and be like, because then me as the, the geek will be like, well, in the game this happened and that's why this is important. Well, in the mm-hmm. game this happened and I can get really excited about that. Mm-hmm. And I think that for the gamer, it would be way, way more beneficial to be able to do that. And you'd still be connecting mm-hmm. with the viewer. Yeah. Two. Yeah. And if they feel like they're missing out enough, maybe they'll go pick that game up. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with Joe. I get it. I think he's <laughs> got a good point. Yeah. But yeah. King Glaive uh, for Final Fantasy Fifteen mm-hmm. being the story that had to do with the game, but wasn't just a retelling of the game. Was... I actually liked that movie a whole lot, and then I played Absolutely. the game and didn't even finish it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whatever, I'm down with enjoying the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's masterfully done. Loved it. All right, uh, speaking of HBO, we got one more t- from there, too. Uh, there was a lot of talk about Ben Affleck getting a Batman TV show, which would be really cool. Yeah. Um, Mark Hughes, he's a Forbes magazine. I guess he's done some digging. And according to him, it's not happening. It's not a real thing. Yeah, Ben Affleck walked away, and I don't think he has any plans of coming back. I mean, I don't blame him. He mm-hmm. went to rehab, but well, I mean, like, he was like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm not doing it. <laughs> they can't 
because of Robert Pattinson's Batman mm-hmm. too. Like, well, sure, they would just could... split the world in universe. Well, and... yeah, I was gonna say they could. We've got use the, multiverse. the multiverse excuse. <laughs> yeah, we've got like, and then you've got Green now. Lantern coming to HBO. You what? You kind of just connect her. Green Lantern's coming to HBO. Like a live that's, action. That's a thing. Yeah. How did I not know this? Have they said? Yeah, I think. Am I, let me make sure I'm not lying oh. to you. Yeah. <laughs> you better not be lying but. to me because <laughs> I would love. I mean, Green Lantern is the one that we've needed this whole time, and it hasn't been done right yet, <laughs> except for the animated. I think it's like in the works. I think it's supposed to be in the universe. Oh my goodness! Uh, that would make me so this happy. Is, no, that's a YouTube channel. I don't want all that. Uh, give me like Screen Rant. <laughs> Just search Green Lantern HBO show. I, mean, I got like a YouTube video. HBO would be the one to do uh, it. I think that would be awesome. I mean, they did really yeah, well with Watchmen, I mean, and they're they're doing Doom Patrol. I'm telling y'all, with Doom Patrol season two, like I tore through season one. I mean, just I tore through it. I rewatched it. Season two, I ha- I can do like two episodes at a time, and then I got to take a break. It is so much more intense this season. I can't. All, All right, right. HBO okay. Max made this. This was written May 26, twenty twenty. Green okay. Lantern and Just League Dark shows <gasps> will be movie quality. Oh yes, <gasps> the Dark show I think is gonna be like, isn't J.J. Abrams supposed to be involved in that? Whoa. Yes. <laughs> you just killed me. So, I'm sorry. They're, they're cool. happening. I'm not lying. But does it say? I was like, I think so. Does it say who the Green Lantern's gonna be? Like not actor wise, but like which Green Lantern? I think it's gonna be the Green Lantern Corps, and there's gonna be a few of them. The, oh, oh, it's even better. <laughs> John Stewart's my remember, favorite, probably. but I'm okay with the whole core. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. I don't know how I missed that. That's freaking awesome. You just made my day, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't talk about it, uh, but I watched part of that, uh, what was it, First Flight movie? Oh. I think I watched it, a little bit of it, and I liked that because it felt very like training day at first yeah. with like Sinestro. So and I was good. like, oh, this is pretty intense. Uh, but I liked First Flight. Yeah. Uh, I didn't understand. Movie. First Flight's good. I know Green Lantern movie wasn't, like Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern wasn't awesome. But I didn't understand just how deep the hate was until I read the graphic novel of Green Lantern and realized that Sinestro <laughs> is so underdeveloped He's in a, the movie. Yes. Oh, Sinestro He's is a bad awesome. dude. Sinestro he should have and been Atrocitus Loki. were the two best, to me, the two yeah. best Green Lantern villains. They are the most well... They're they're sympathetic. Like Even Atrocitus from the Red Lanterns, he's, he's sympathetic, but he's terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, he's Sinestro's an injustice too. too. He's pretty. Mm-hmm. Well, like Sinestro, they show him turning evil at the very end of that, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, so they have a sequel?" And that's as far as I went with that thought. Yeah. And uh, I read the graphic novel and realized that like he should have been our he should have been DC's Loki. Yeah. We should have been like, "No, you can't be bad. You have to be a good guy. You're amazing. Mm-hmm. We love you." Yeah. And we but felt talks about none of that anymore. at yeah. the end of that movie. The Sinestro Core comic books are are really good. The Red Lantern, Red Lantern Core comics and Sinestro Core, like he's just he is a bad dude. It's awesome. Awesome. That makes me so excited. Like I just can't. Oh, stop. <laughs> I remember from the graphic novel, he left his ring. I don't remember which one I read, so that's why I, I think it's New Fifty Two. Maybe I don't know. Um, John stuff. But he leaves Hal Jordan. Is it right Hal Jordan? Yeah. His name? He's, yeah. So he leaves his ring in his locker and he goes on his flight and Sinestro destroys his plane. He's a good guy still. Destroys his plane and he's like throws the ring at Hal and is like, don't forget your ring. Never, never leave your ring alone again. Yeah. (laughs) And then he's got a green lantern in his way to like save himself. He doesn't know how to use the ring yet and he's freaking out. He's like, 
Don't do that. Yeah. You know better. <laughs> we'll know better, I guess. And I'm like, I love this guy so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sad to see him turn bad. Uh, but it makes so much yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool. All right. Tangents. Uh, yeah. And then we'll get to some Netflix stuff. I feel like LJ would be stoked about this. Uh, as a John levels. Wick fan, <laughs> the writer, Derek Kulstad, is making a Splinter Cell animated show for Netflix. I, I also like Splinter Cell, so that is up my alley. <laughs> yeah. In multiple regards. Now, I don't know if he's writing it. Does that mean the choreography? I don't know how much Derek Kolstad writes the choreography for it. Well, choreography is different, usually. Um, they have a different person doing that uh, most of yeah. the time. So um, I think Splinter Cell would be cool, though, just because there's a lot they could do. Like, there's multiple stories that, like, there's one, uh, especially Splinter Cell Conviction, I think that they could probably pull off of where I think his daughter gets kidnapped or something. But, like, um, they could turn that into, I think, a really neat show because there's, like, three, let's see, Splinter Cell, Pandora. There's Splinter Cell, Splinter Cell, Pandora Tomorrow, and Chaos Theory, which is three. Then they have Double Agent, they have Conviction, and Blacklist. So that's, like, six Splinter Cell games that they could easily pull from anything. But I think I haven't finished it yet but i want to stream it one day is conviction because i think that's almost like a more like taken like action movie like style thing because he's kind of more like he kind of goes rogue in conviction to like rescue his daughter and stuff i believe um so i think that'd be cool like there's so much they could do with uh with that show so um i would like to see they could do some cool shots where he'd be in the shadows and just straight like you know like kind of almost like a batman or kind of thing where they could just like totally ghost somebody just yeah you know because the whole thing about those games is they use the lighting systems and the shadows so like basically you have these meters that tell you like how lit up you are Mm -hmm. and so being somebody that's almost very ninja like in the shadows they could do some cool shots of him like pulling dudes into like you know like hiding like dark spots and stuff they better get the guy that does the hallway scenes and all of daredevil stuff yeah (laughs) oh that'd be cool to do like that in like a cartoon whatever that'd be neat yeah mm. make it all one yeah look like a singular shot yeah but he's uh even in the first game he's a, a, a well-seasoned uh, operative in um in the nsa and stuff like that so i think they could do a lot with it cool that's mm. awesome that is the podcast you guys geeking out about anything else this week nope not really hmm. serena yeah just i have a couple music things there's they're very quick i've I've been trying okay. this new thing with the music department. I'm trying to do new articles, and so I'm I'm kind of trying to discover new artists that aren't quite uh, viral yet or have just recently gone viral. So mm-hmm. in the Geeks Under Grace community page on Facebook, um, I try to scope out the music posts to see if there's anybody in the group who has, like, a band. And so I discovered a Christian metal band called I Am Revenant, and they're really good, actually. They're kind of like 80s metal with with uh, a little more modern metal vocals. It's re- it's really hmm. good. Like it's they're single dropped in May, and they've got another one coming out, I think, this week or next. And I'm not sure when their album comes out, but they're really good. And I'm gonna try and do uh, an interview with them coming up. Cool. Yeah. And cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Especially somebody from our community. Yeah. And so that's what I was trying to do is trying to find somebody that. Um, that's already, yeah, like part of our community and, and 
you know, I'm I'm always I'm always drawn to metal anyway, but I'm trying to make myself branch out. Um, but yeah, they're real good, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see where they go. And then there's another another girl. She I, I believe she's Korean. Um, she makes the most upbeat, positive, and relatable music about living with depression that I've ever heard in my life. Like oh, really, cool. yeah. It, uh, she went viral on Reddit about a month ago. Her name is Sue Lee. Uh, it's S U and then L E E. She's really good. So some of her some of her music has a little bit of language in it, but she's just she's very positive. She's very upbeat and fun. She she's great with her community, um, and it's it's really cool to see her music kind of develop. She's got a couple albums out. I don't know how many songs, but they're but it's really good. So that's I've been listening cool. to her a lot lately. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well. If we're not going to hear about anything else, we will head out. LJ, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at WarHeroLJ. And then you can find me still streaming Portal on the Twitch <laughs> channel, twitch.tv slash geeksunderace, because I am getting stuck on those puzzles like really bad. So that's it. Answer it. I'm on Instagram at bondgirl1304, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at Cody Armor on Instagram. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Peace. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.